from the 27th floor of the Met Square building in beautiful downtown St. Louis, Missouri, birthplace of the ice cream cone. This is Michael's Insurance Daily, a daily insurance podcast put on by me, your host extraordinaire, Michael Young, a coverage and bad faith lawyer in uh, St. Louis, the uh, ice cream cone place. Uh, Today I'm going to play a little uh, clip from a webinar I did a few months ago uh, on um, how to prepare insurance claims professionals for deposition. And the question that was posed to me at this webinar is, are claims files in Missouri privileged and subject to the work product doctrine, or do we have to produce those? Here are my thoughts. As far as Missouri goes in, in, in work product, you know, I, I sort of see it in terms of first party versus third party claims. When it comes to first party, you, you know, we have different trial judges that, that we have seen in St. Louis, for example, that have taken different positions on when work product kicks in. You know, when is there anticipation of litigation? You know, on, on, on one side of the scale, you know, there, there's a, at least one trial court order I know that's floating out there that says the minute that an insured makes a first party claim, the, the, the insured and the insurance company are inherently, you know, adversarial with one another and that the insurance company could always anticipate litigation the second a claim is made, right? On, on, on the far end, on, on the other end, it's, it's no work product doesn't kick in until the, you know, insured sues the insurance company, that you couldn't anticipate litigation until they actually sued them. You know, there's positions in the middle, you know. I think there's one order out there that said, no, it's, it's when the insurance company denied the claim. There's another that says, well, no, maybe it's when the insurance company hired outside coverage counsel to look at it, you know. So it, as far as first party goes, it's kind of a mixed bag. For third-party liability claims, of course, we have the, the Gruel, and I never I don't know how to say it, if it's Gruel or Gruel, but it's G-R-E-W-E-L-L. Almost everyone here in the state knows about this case, and it's essentially saying that in liability cases, you know, the relationship between the insured and the insurance company is very similar to that between, you know, a, a client and her attorney. You know, and you have an attorney-client privilege, therefore you have an insured-insurer privilege, you know, carrying that analysis out, you know, the Supreme Court has said what that means is if an insurance company is generating a claims file in a liability case, uh, that means the insured is eligible and should, if they want it, be able to see that claims file. Now, there have been folks that have argued that that should carry over to the first party context. I don't think that that works, but, you know, that that's an argument the real rub in these cases is when you have materials in a claims file, particular claim notes or, you know, opinions from the outside coverage council that are commingled or, or included within the same claims file that's used for the defense of the case, right? That the insurance company, for whatever reason, you know, decided not to bifurcate or split the file into into defense into coverage. You know, as far as I know, there's very little case law anywhere in the country that says you absolutely have to bifurcate a claims file. But but if you don't, you know, what's the effect of that? You know, and, and there are many times arguments that say, look, if you put your communications with your coverage counsel into the claims file and didn't bifurcate it into a separate coverage file, that you've somehow waived that privilege. I, again, you know, that case I mentioned earlier, the Shelter versus Wagner case, I think effectively cuts that argument off. People will disagree with that, you know, but, but the point of it is, is, is when we're getting ready 
you know, to prepare the adjuster for deposition, you have to be careful. What are we showing these folks? You know, because if we're showing the adjuster the claims files without any redactions, you know, that potentially sets us up to an argument that that we've waived the privilege, you know, once that person begins to testify. So Missouri is sort of a unique little animal in that regard. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love it if you were to subscribe and also share this uh, podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you want to learn more about me, Michael Young, just uh, go to my website, michaelyoungstl.com. That's michaelyoungstl.com. You can find my articles, blog posts, uh, links to my LinkedIn, Twitter, email, all that good stuff. As always, you have to remember that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Have a great day.